Well, 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 I bet you thought you heard the last of me, huh? <laughs> well, I'm finally back and I'm a black gay man, which is something I'm celebrating more than ever, which is why you should stay tuned to listen to me and some of my brilliant black colleagues totally fangirl over some of the black excellence we see in music today. This is Fiercely Fandom with Duran, period. Gotta love this intro music. Welcome back to Fiercely Fandom with Duran, period, presented by The Tilt. And I'm your host, Duran Dalton, AKA the OG of Tilts. And I have three amazing black women who I have the pleasure of working with joining me on this episode. I have our social media manager, Asha Collins. Asha, introduce yourself. Hi, y'all. So I'm the social media manager here at The Tilt, and you've probably seen my shady butt on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes on our Facebook pages. So hopefully you enjoy the content we have, and I'm looking forward to this chat. Thanks for having me, Duran. Yes, thanks for coming. And I have one of our marketing managers, Zahara Du Bois. Say hi, Zahara. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi guys, I'm Zahara Du Bois. I'm the Associate Marketing Manager at The Tilt. Um, if you guys like music and things like that, you probably have came across some ads I've created, things like Beyonce versus Lady Gaga. You know, we like yes. put your favorites against each other. Um, I'm excited to be joining this chat. Um, thanks, Duran. I have our entertainment editor, Kedra Mans. Yes, tell us a little bit about what you do for The Tilt, Miss Kedra. Besides, you hey, know, give me a hard time. <laughs> Besides getting on Duran's nerves, my name is Kedra. I'm the entertainment editor here at The Tilt, and I write about all kinds of fun, entertaining content. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you especially love to write about? Reality TV, bag, reality TV. <laughs> I've written about reality TV once or twice. You know what? Uh, and tell us a little <laughs> bit about, you know, like the other, like where, where, um, where else we can catch you at. You guys can also catch me on the YouTube series, Love Really, Fire Convos, talking to some of your favorite artists, and you can catch me on Twitter, Talking Trash. <laughs> pretty much. This is pretty much what <laughs> these three lovely women do. Um, but they're also fangirls, especially for what we're going to talk about today. We are talking about Black Music Month, the Black artists we love, and about a bracket I did that's near and dear to my heart. Most respected albums by Black artists of this era. But before we get, you know, um, too deep into that, I really want to ask you all, you know, there's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on, you know, when you're, you know, Black in America, let alone the world. I want to do a wellness check. How are you all doing? We'll start with you, um, Asha. You know, I'm doing, I'm, try, I'm trying my best to be okay and just be okay with being okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I literally, I literally was telling myself that this morning, it's okay to be okay. <laughs> that is, those exact words. I literally said it to myself to affirm myself, you know. I, I don't want to pretend to be, you know, I'm great. I'm doing awesome. Right. I'm, doing well. I'm not. I'm just right. okay. And that's okay. Yep. So, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Of course. You know, we got to check in with one another. And what about you, Keidra? How are you doing? Well, you know, um, I'm blessed and highly favored. It is a very stressful time, but I do have to, you know, I want to recognize my blessings, but I'm very, very grateful and excited for the things that Black folks are accomplishing right now. Like, I feel like we're accomplishing so much as Absolutely. far as justice and calling out racism. Like, we're just, we're no longer just standing by and you know just passively letting things happen to us we're speaking out about them so this new newfound bravery that we have is amazing and i want to keep this momentum going absolutely it it really it really feels like we're starting to uh impact change on a whole nother level you know across spaces that we have to exist in and that's pretty much yeah. every space you know and a lot of times these spaces are not built for us so i i'm happy that we're we're you know moving forward and progressing. And what about you, Zahara? How are you doing? Doing good. Just doing my, you know, weekly therapy, just to talk about things that, you know, are a little bit tougher to internalize. And I'm just um, constantly, like, working on myself, just making sure I'm being, like, an exceptional Black woman in, like, a white space. I'm just making sure, like, I'm doing good for Black women. So when there is someone else that wants to work, you know, where I work or wants to do what I do, you know, it you know, they're more inclined to hire Black people because it's also very hard for that to happen, um, right. being Black. And just, you know, I'm trying to stay off social media a little bit because it gets a little mm -hmm. bit, like, dark, a little depressing. You got to kind of, like, you know, log out sometimes. But, yeah. What about you, Duran? How are you doing? Oh, oh thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also, you know, hanging in there. You know, I'm, you know, trying to do my part in impacting change, you know, as, as a writer, as someone who has existed in predominantly white spaces, I think this is the, the perfect opportunity. I don't want to say the perfect opportunity, um, but you know what I mean? Like this is the time is now to really start moving forward and progressing these spaces that we have to exist in, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm glad to work with you all. You know, you make it a little bit easier each and every day. All right, so we're going to get into our conversation about Black artistry. You know, I did this really, really cool bracket back in February for Black History Month, you know, like the most respected album by a Black artist of the last five years. You know, I like to be super specific in uh, the brackets and stuff that I cover. Um, but before we get too deep into that, so as I said before, it's Black Music Month. And I really wanted to ask you all, did you even know that Black Music Month existed? Or when did you find out? Uh, and ever since finding out, what what does it now mean to you? I know that's a layered question, but we're going to start with you, Miss Asha. Well, <laughs> um, I actually did not know that Black Music Month existed until I came out the tilt and saw that you were always talking about it, Duran. So I give all that credit to you. That's not something I really knew about. And what was your other question? I'm sorry. Um, what does it mean now to you? What does it mean to me? I feel like Black Music Month should be every single month. Period. I mean, we oh, are yeah, music, so. 
And I think it's just so, it's so important to, to share our wins and to share our successes. I know last time we talked about how, you know, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, and that other girl who we do not even claim right now, they were all top number one on the Billboard 100. And they were yeah, number one and number two, but mm-hmm. have since become number one both. Yeah, now they both have gone number one, but at the time they were one and two. And I just think that is such a beautiful and pivotal moment and just really shows that we're doing what we have to do. And I just think it's so great and awesome. So I'm just... I'm I'm happy. It makes me happy. And I know it makes someone like my niece happy because she sees these women who are beautiful and she'll say all the time, you know, they kind of look like me or look at them. Like they have similar skin as me. And I didn't have that growing up necessarily. So I'm just, it just makes me really happy. That was long winded, but yeah. Right. And what about you, Kedra? Did you know Black Music Month existed? So this guy, I can't really remember his name, but he's actually the one who taught me about Black History Month. Black Music <laughs> Month. But yes, Duran actually is the one that taught me about Black Music Month. I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing until I came to the tilt, and you were like, you know, all about it, and you know, you really put me on. So, Duran, again, it was you. Oh, thanks. Hey, <laughs> that was not that, that was not a peg for me or anything like that. And what about you, Mr. Aura? <laughs> did you know uh, Black Music Month existed? No, I did not, honestly. Um, I did not know it existed. But now that I do, I'm definitely going to, like, post more about it on, like, you know, social media. You know, like, let it be known a little bit more because I feel like it's weird that we don't, don't know about it. Like, Especially in the black community, like why didn't I know about it? And right. so I came with a tilt. So I just I'm gonna probably post about it more, just so more people can like you know be aware. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to start celebrating Black Music Month a lot more. I mean, obviously we celebrate you know black artistry year round, you know black people entertainment year round, and you know like that's like one of the the one area where you know people outside of our race technically celebrate us but also co-opt what we do at the same time so there's that i want to know from each and every one of you what each of you love about black artistry you know i know that's like you know a broad question but you know let's start with you asha what do you love about black artistry in the music in music in the music business well let's just be honest here we're going to be transparent right now Black people are the blueprint, point blank in the period. Everything we do is exceptional and is usually copied in a really mediocre way. And so I think for me personally, I really appreciate the artistry, the struggle, the the uplifting notions that we often have to turn to when it comes to talking about our struggles, but also talking about our beauty. We're just survivors, period. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I get out of our music. Right. Uh, most recently, I was listening to Solange's song, Mad. And I was like, mm. you know what? I do deserve to be mad sometimes, <laughs> you know? Like, we have a lot of crap going on. And I, I say this all the time. We're constantly grieving Black bodies every single day. Right. And so I just feel so grateful that we come from people who are just so talented and beautiful and, and brilliant. And I just, I really appreciate it. And I just love the music of right. black people. I really, really do. 
Love that answer. And what about you, Zahar? What do you um, um, personally love about Black artistry? Um, I just love how like unique it is. I just love how, you know, I actually have friends that like, you know, make music. My friend Muhammad, um, he's an artist. He sings, he performs, he dances, he's the whole package. Um, I just like how we're just like super talented in every way possible. Like in anything we do, we're exceptional. And I just love that I'm a part of that group. Like when you think about Beyonce, or you think about Mariah Carey, or you think about Kelly Rowland, they're black, everyone's black. Like it's just, I just love that I'm a part of like that group of black. Right. You know, artists, you know? Everybody's black or they try to be black. Trying to be black. Say it again. <laughs> click, click. Say it again. <laughs> and so, uh, and um, Kedra, what do you love about um, black artistry? Yes, Jahari, with that plug. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find Muhammad at on social media? <laughs> you guys can find Muhammad at um, his personal page is underscore magbish. Um, in his um, bio, you can like, click. He has like YouTube videos, everything, the whole nine yards choreography he has shows coming up please make sure you guys um you know you guys support my son he's like amazing <laughs> he I is somebody I, on my podcast but you know it's about black artists. i know <laughs> i actually saw him perform he actually is really good he has a good voice um what do i love most well i have to say that i just love like that that music is just so soulful like i actually I was doing karaoke the other night <laughs> and all the songs that I was that I was performing were like black like R&B song like R&B songs um from folks from like the 90s and I was just like you know may have had a couple of co cocktails but it really made me realize and appreciate like how soulful our music is and how like I was really feeling like the lyrics and just like the music like we're just so like we're just so dope and like so creative you know I was listening to um Rano Isley and Kelly Price. It's it's really hard to listen to those songs because R. Kelly produced a lot of them and we're not, you know, listening to R. Kelly right now. But you know, y'all know those songs that I'm talking about when it was Mr. Big and you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like our music is just so soulful and just like so beautiful. You could just feel it in our in your spirit. And obviously people love to copy it because it's the shit, period. Right, right. True that. And um, I wanted to ask you all that. That brings me to my, my next point. Who's your favorite um, Black iconic uh, or legendary artist who has helped define not only music, but you as an individual? And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about any one of this, you know, generation, you know, beyond this generation, you know, like the older artists who really paved the way. And we can start with you, Asha. Like, name an artist that has been definitive to not only music but you and you said it should not be someone from this generation mm -mm. go be go before I your time girl <laughs> i'm gonna go before my time i think someone who i really appreciate and admire is Dionne warwick she was just so pivotal i love her music i think we see a lot of her influences in today's r&b songs especially with you know you got usher he's covered her multiple other artists and um, she was also a style icon, so I'm gonna go yep. with her. She was the first um, black female pop star, actually, in the '60s. Yeah, yep. she's stunning. Solo, and that is a great voice. So that's my that's my pick. Awesome, awesome! I love that. And what about you, Zahara, our our, our youngin on the call? <laughs> yes, I am Generation Z, but you know, 
Um, I think my person would actually have to be Aretha Franklin. One, because she was like dark skin and being dark skin back in the day, being dark skin now is like kind of like a stigma in itself, but it's like, I guess, quote unquote, coming back into style. But her being like dark skin, natural artist, she used to be a gospel singer. She's just super amazing. She's also one of my mom's favorite artists. So I grew up listening to her music. So mine is definitely Aretha Franklin for like not only like her appearance and like making like me, how I look, feel okay. Like my mom would like show us like music videos and stuff of her, you know, cause I am dark skin. And it would just make me feel like a little bit better that I was seeing someone that looks like me. Like everyone loves her. Like Aretha Franklin is like awesome. She's great. She has a great voice. And it's just like really cool to see someone like me doing so many like great things. I love that answer. That's an amazing answer. Oh, and what about you, Kedra? Well, y'all really took it back. And speaking of, you know, Dion, I would have to say, Whitney Houston is my favorite singer of all time in the whole world of every other person. Yes. I open their mouth and try to sing. I love Whitney Houston. I feel like she's just like my auntie. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I just feel a special connection with her and her voice, untouchable, remarkable. No one, no one can sing. Whitney Houston under table and she's just she took over the acting space and just killed that she just did she just contributed so much to music in general so and popular culture yeah yep and culture just just being so beautiful beautiful and fashionable and being about the church and just yeah I, I love Whitney Houston love it love it um I'm gonna go ahead and say mine too I think you all expect me to say Janet Jackson, but I'm going to actually say, you know, someone who paved the way for Janet Jackson, Miss Tina Turner. You know, she was one of the um, the first Black showgirls, you know, before Tina, there was Josephine Baker. Um, so, like, what I love about Tina Turner is that she persevered through so much um, in her life. She's one of the, obviously one of the greatest musical icons of all time, but, you know, she was in a abusive relationship for over a decade for a decade and a half pretty much and she came she made a huge comeback you know in her 40s as a black woman as a black female artist in the 80s made a huge musical comeback and became one of the greatest um pop stars of that era let alone of all time and so and she's just a great performer um and she has served as a blueprint for so many artists to come you know across genres, across gender and race. And so definitely Tina Turner. Um, she's one of the um, first people who actually helped me realize I was gay too, because, you know, I was doing all the dance moves to what's love got to do with the primary number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> we love that a woman um, made you realize that, was, that she were gay. I think that I like that. I mean, that's typically how it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's typically how it is. It's just like you, you, it's, 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 I think, you know, one of these days I'm going to do something on like how, you know, your pop queen helps you realize your sexuality, you know? Yeah. Or impacts your sexuality in that sense, you know, become comfortable with it. All right. So we're going to start talking about this little bracket I did back in February. Uh, most respected album by Black artists of the last five years, so of this era. And in our first round, we had Lemonade versus Control, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly versus A Seat at the Table, Anti versus Awaken My Love, 
Blonde versus Dirty Computer. So that's Beyonce, SZA, Kendrick Lamar, Solange, Rihanna, Childish Gambino, uh, who's no longer going by Childish Gambino, I guess, um, Frank Ocean, and Janelle Monet. So some of the most lauded Black artists of our generation were featured in this particular bracket because of like the amazing albums and amazing projects that they've come out with in the last few years. And I want to know, how do you feel about this particular lineup? Uh, we can start with you, Zahara. I feel great about this roundup. I think everyone on here deserves to be on here. Um, I love that Beyonce's on here. I love that we have Rihanna. I love that we have up and coming artists like SZA were on here. And of course, Frank Ocean. Um, this is a great, like, literally a great lineup. I, I don't think you could have, like, did anything. Like, you couldn't have added anyone that would have been more impactful than these people. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on this particular one. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's discuss each of these um, projects a little bit more um, in depth. So, you know, Lemonade, can, can y'all tell me what Lemonade means to you and what Control even means to you? You know, these are two albums mm-hmm. by Black women and they've been described as being definitive, you know, to in documenting Black women experiences. And I wanted to uh, actually hear from Black women on that. Um, we can start with you, Keijer. What do you feel about um, Lemonade and Control and what these albums mean to you specifically? I will never be able to choose between these two albums, so do not ask me to. I'm not going to vote on that particular... <laughs> Girl, voting closed like three months ago. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying in the future, I just want this to be known because both of those albums are so special to me. And what also makes them special are the visuals. The visuals on both of the albums are like next level. Like Beyonce's Lemonade, all those videos that she put out, the poetry, like the imagery is just so powerful and it just like penetrates my soul. I love all the videos she did with that um, album. The same thing goes for Scissors. So creative, so just like so vulnerable. Like that album control was so raw and vulnerable and literally it got me through like my breakup. I remember when it dropped. I remember where I was. Aww. Literally, it got me through my entire breakup. I know every single word to the skits. The skits with her grandmother were hilarious. I was learning things from Sis's grandma, and I think that it was just just a, two obviously phenomenal, timeless projects. Right. Um, right. Yeah, that just just they just blew it out the park with both of them, and the visuals were crazy. Again, totally agree with you. And what about you, Zahar? What does um, Lemonade and, and Control mean to you? Um, Control is a good album. That's like a nice, like, one with your girlfriends and you're just, like, singing. You're, like, sing your heart out. It's a good time. Lemonade. Honestly, I love Beyonce. That's my girl. Um, we're both from Houston. We live, like, down, we used to live down street from each other until she, like, moved, you know, to LA or whatever. But, like, it's just perfect. Like I listen to Hold Up every day, every day. Um, sorry, you can use her lyrics outside of the song. I don't know if you guys watch Love Is Blind, but you can yeah. literally like <laughs> you yeah, can I'll use her, you can use her lyrics like yeah. outside. You know, watch as I walk to the next boy. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Beyonce, I I love Lemonade. Love it. And what about you, Asha? 
what do these two albums mean to you? Hi, can you hear me? Yep. You know, I I love, I just love them. I love them so freaking much. I can't even just explain. I think when I think of Lemonade, I, I feel like it's it's an anthem for for black women, like retribution of black women and in its entirety. And it's the execution of it, the visuals, the lyrics, the music, the vulnerability to it it's just so much to unpack and it's it's almost like she has just this poignant love letter for black women that's what i think of when i think of lemonade like this is for us um and i just love it it's one of my favorite albums probably my favorite album of all time love it moving forward with um scissors control i think it was also groundbreaking and i know a lot of people you know, they make jokes and they say, this was a cultural reset. This was a cultural reset. This album was without a doubt, a cultural mm -hmm. reset. And I feel like she really inspired right. sort of a new type of R&B where black women can just be a little bit more vulnerable and explicit about things like sex and relationships and how they're feeling. And I think now we see that in artists like Summer Walker and um, her, and I, you know, it's just, it's just so beautiful. I think both albums will age beautifully and love that i'm just so proud of them it kind of reminds me of the storytelling a little bit of lauren hill's album the miseducation mm, absolutely and, and um yeah i just it makes me so proud to be to be black to be a black woman love that answer love that answer yeah these album these two albums are really great with the storytelling um and to pippa butterfly um in a seat at the table to me these are two very militantly uh, militant black albums and i love them for it. they're unapologetically black and i wanted to hear from you all what do you think about these two albums by kendrick lamar and solange we can start with you again asha <laughs> i know you just said your piece but yeah i mean i feel like solange doesn't get much credit she doesn't get as much credit as she should Maybe I'm just not following the right people, but I feel like people don't acknowledge the artistry that she did when making and creating that album, A Seat at the Table. It is raw, it is authentic, it is beautiful, it is pivotal to the Black experience. And it's just, there's not a song that I just don't listen to on that album and cry to or laugh at or I'm like, damn, that's so true. And I think the same could be said for, you know, To Pimp a Butterfly. And I recently heard how that it's still, you know, racking up in sales and it's still entering the Billboard 200 chart. So I think that's just an indication of how powerful our stories are for our communities, just in general. Love that. And what about you, Zahar? What about these two albums? What do they mean to you? Well, Solange's album, um, I like, the song that I like the most is Don't Touch My Hair, because I do feel like that that's like a, a real thing that um, happens um, to Black women a lot. Um, and also, I really like the song Cranes in the Sky, because it's like she was like coping, trying to cope with her problems through different things, and like she realized that's not like the right way to do things. So I feel like it was almost like healing, like her, her music. Um, and Kendrick, just in general, he's a great artist. Um, I didn't really listen to his album full out, but the songs I did listen to, they were just like, honestly, like amazing. He's a great artist. Like it was just like really um, 
on it, to be honest. And what about you, Kitra? So the thing, one thing that I really loved about a seat at the table is like, I'm really into um, like skits and things like that on albums. And the, the lessons, the gems that Master P was dropping for me with just next level, even the, the antidotes that her mom and that her, and that her dad, like, you know, were giving people always say, you know, slavery, segregation, it was so long ago, like get over it. But Solange's dad was talking about his experience, like growing up in the segregated South and, you know, what that was like for him and what that meant. He's someone that's still here with us, very alive, very well, very kicking. So clearly it wasn't that long ago. So those antidotes and those skits were really powerful for me. And I love the fact that I could actually listen to this album in the car with my grandmother, which is very groundbreaking because <laughs> I couldn't listen to hip hop or R&B in, in the car with her because she's like, turn that mess off. Like that's literally the only record, that's the only album I could play in the car with her since um mariah carey's christmas album so oh my god literally the only two bodies of work that i like that i could listen in the car with her so that was just um, a moment and for her to say i was like oh grim do you like this she's like it's okay that is a thing <laughs> that is just like a seal of approval so it was just like a beautiful album all in all so many gems love that answer um, okay, and so next we have Anti and Awaken My Love. So we're going to start with you, Zahar. What do, what do these two albums mean to you? Childish Gabino and Rihanna, who have collaborated with each other, you know? Um, so just in general, I just love um, Childish Gambino and Donald Glover. Um, he's just amazing, just in general. He's like a great person. And the album was also like super good. It just, I just feel like it was just really empowering. Um, and Rihanna, she's always great. It's kind of sad we don't have much music from her anymore. But you know, her eighth album. <laughs> hey, she got she came out with that new song with Party Next Door. Um, believe it, amazing. Mm-hmm. But this album Anti is like super good. You can always listen to it. It's never gonna get old. It's gonna age really, really well. Um, both of these albums are really, 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 really good. All right, I love that. And what about you, Kedra? Um, for me, anti is like that one. Obviously, love Rihanna. Just remember screaming to the top of my lungs, like the words of of this album. It was a moment. I love anti. And what about I'm Wicked My Love by Childish Gambito? Mm, well, to be honest, I'm not really, you know, that much into Childish Gambito. And you know, I'm kind of upset with him, so I haven't really been listening to. <laughs> I haven't really been listening to his music, but the album for me was his first, the first album that he put out. I bummed that one a lot, but this because I'm still mad at him and I canceled him in my mind. Um, I haven't really listened to this album. I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Asha? Hi. So let's let's talk about my girl Rihanna first. I am obsessed <laughs> with. Rihanna, I'm so mad she has not delivered another album, but Baby Girl is a billionaire. I see you. Keep up the good work. Yes, appreciate it. As far as Anti is concerned, I, again, I think it's one of the best albums, like, ever, ever, ever. And I think we've seen 
that that's true because it's still on the charts and it still does charts. I do feel like it's a bit underappreciated, especially when she didn't receive any sort of Grammy for it. I feel like this album was way ahead of its time and it deserved better. And I will continue signing my fucking petitions, excuse my language, for <laughs> this album to get the love and the credit that it deserves because it deserved a Grammy. <laughs> petitions, um, I love but, uh, it. It does. I've been every every petition I see, I'm signing it. As far as Chido Gambino, I have to agree with Kidra. I've heard that he's a little problematic, but I will say it's a great body of work. One of my favorites is obviously the most popular song, I, I, I would assume, from that album, Redbone, which was in Get Out, one of my favorite movies. So, you know, it's for the culture. So, <laughs> clink, clink, I'm going to celebrate it, but it's not, it's not my favorite on this list. Let's just keep it at that. Okay. And what about, lastly, Frank Ocean's Blonde and Janelle Monae's Sturdy Computer, you know, our Black queer icons? Uh, we'll start with you, Zahara. What do these two albums mean to you? Um, so, for one, let me see. So we're doing Frank Ocean, to be honest. I don't even think I have to say anything. Everyone knows Frank, Frank Ocean is just phenomenal. Um, everything they he puts out is just like great there's never any problems with anything that he produces um janelle monet i can't really say that i listened to this album i have not so i really have nothing to say about that but um yeah <laughs> and <laughs> what about you Kedra? so for me i would have to say i'm gonna say blonde um you know, Janelle Monet, love her. You know, definitely a different type of artist. I can't say that I'm always listening to Janelle Monet. You know, Frank Ocean, clearly an icon. Again, another artist that I probably don't even... You know what? This is supposed to be a safe space, but I don't really feel like it's a safe space because I need to be able to be comfortable in saying that I don't really listen to Frank Ocean like that. And I know that that's really, really controversial and problematic because y'all love Frank Ocean but you know you're in a safe space that's okay to say <laughs> I just had to be honest you know it just you know wasn't necessarily my vibe but yeah for, but for what I do know of the album definitely a favorite gotcha gotcha and what about you Asha hi um so let's talk about frank ocean first i do really really love frank ocean sorry Keisha. i feel like this album oh, was timeless and i and i just really appreciated the artistry that went into that i think it was just it's, it's just amazing i really appreciate that as a body of work a lot of people will produce albums and you have just a couple songs you may like but that album is all of it's amazing so i'll say that in um, regards to Frank Ocean's Blonde. And then we have Dirty Computer, which I feel like I keep saying this about the same, <laughs> saying the same thing about all these albums, but it is incredible. It's just about it really you know, is. background, queer people, and and just celebrating that, and celebrating that the, the beauty of that, I think. And I'm so appreciative of Janelle Monet. Like her art is just a breath of fresh air. The representation and the empowerment that she makes for black people and especially LGBT people is just mm. so needed and so appreciated. And yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate what she's doing. So that's, that's what I have to say. Keep doing you girl. 
Yes, love that answer. Okay, so for the first round, Beyonce's Lemonade versus Scissors Control. Beyonce won that first round with um, pretty much 66% of the vote. And then um, to pimp a butterfly, um, won against a seat at the table with um, 63% of the vote. And uh, Rihanna's anti actually won with 90% of the vote against uh, Wicked My Love by Childish Gambino. And it was a very, it was a very tight race, but Frank Ocean's Blonde won against Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Okay, so most of these races, they're like, you know, well, especially that last one, like, it, it was a tough call. You know, these are really great albums. These are really great projects by revered Black artists of our, of our generation. So that only makes sense. And then when we get to the second round, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a tough race between Lemonade and To Pippa Butterfly. Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce, they've both been like, um, two of the most unapologetically Black artists of our generation. They definitely put their Blackness into their music, which I appreciate. But Kendrick Lamar, you know, like, people really do love this album. They feel like this album should have won album of the year. Same thing with Lemonade. Both of these albums lost album of the year in, in their respective years at the Grammys. Um, Kendrick Lamar's um, To People Vilify won the semifinal with 63% of the vote. And... Uh, Frank Ocean's Blonde won against um, Rihanna's Anti in the semifinal with 57% of the vote. So when we get to the final round, we have To Pimp a Butterfly versus Blonde. Now, in the, in, the, in the final round, who would you put your money towards? Without looking, if you haven't looked already. But, you know, like, who would you personally put your money towards in that final round? This is a tough final round, but we'll start with you, Keidra. It's going to be Frank Ocean. It's gonna, be Frank, it's gonna be Frank. It's gonna be Frank Ocean. Gotcha. And what about you, Asha? Who would you pick in that final round? Who did you pick I, in that final round? I personally, I would pick Blonde. I feel like it will be hard for Frank Ocean to beat <coughs> one, um, Kendrick Lamar. To be honest, I feel like more people would vote for that. But I personally would vote for Blonde. So I hope Blonde is the winner. But I do think the other one probably won. And what about you, Zahara? I'm also going to go for Blonde as well. Actually, I want Blonde to win, but I think Kendrick Lamar won, like, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar definitely won that way, and he won it with uh, 61% of the vote, pretty much, when you round it up. So, yeah. To Pippa Butterfly won the final round of that, but we're talking about thousands of votes that went to, you know, both of them, you know, throughout the bracket, so... And so in, in, in ranking these um, eight amazing projects, Awaken My Love came in at number eight. You know, he, you know, Childish Gambino was against Rihanna in that first round and Rihanna has her Navy. So there's that. And obviously we, we're still talking about Anti to this day, you know, being that it was her last project and marked a new era for Rihanna you know like she was she's always been like the carefree black female pop star but she really took her artistry to another level with anti so yeah we're still talking about that album and then in number seven <sighs> kind of breaks my heart a little bit you know uh scissors control comes in at number seven followed by uh this one this one's really tough I really wish this would have got higher up on the list 
Uh, Solange is a seat at the table is number six. Dirty Computer comes in number five. Number four is Lemonade. Oh my gosh. You know, the fact that Beyonce, excuse me, did not make it to the final. I honestly thought it would come down between Beyonce and Rihanna, being that they are crossover R&B pop artists. Yeah. Uh, or excuse me, pop R&B artists. That's in the order that that goes. Uh, and then Rihanna's anti comes in number three. Number two is obviously Blonde. And number one is The Pimple Butterfly. That's the ranking of these eight amazing projects. And holistically, what do you all feel about that? You know, the ranking of these albums and how people voted. Uh, any surprises there with you, Keidra? Oh, yes. Like you just said, I thought that Beyonce would make it a lot farther. Um, I definitely was surprised that the winner didn't see that coming. I, I, I thought SZA would have made it a little bit farther um, down to the end as well, because that they were facing off with each other, so there was no way to do that. <laughs> no, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That was, album, well, yeah, that's true. I try to pick in the first round because these are eight. You know, these are eight very tough calls. You know, pick it, albums, they are. pick albums that compare to each other in the first round. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, like obviously, like I said, you know, Control and Lemonade have some similarities. Dirty Computer and Blonde have some similarities and so on and so forth. So it kind of turned out that particular way. And there was a few other projects that I really wanted to include on this list. But, you know, Father was not about to do a four-round bracket. That's what I was not about to do. So <laughs> I picked, you know, the top eight there. Asha, what do you feel about this particular ranking? You know, I think they're all great in their own way. and. You know, just ranking aside, I think what we have to do is just realize that the creative energy and sort of this richness of mm-hmm. Black artists, it, it simply just can't be overstated. And I think this is what happens when Black people are giving a platform, and not only just a platform, but a freedom to express different topics, you know. So Absolutely. Just embracing Black culture, yeah. uplifting Black women, you know, supporting Black men, what's going on with this political climate and how that is detrimental for black people right yes. now. Yes, you better take those things like into queerness. It. Like it's all just so beautifully intertwined and I appreciate all of these albums for what they bring to, you know, that table. Right. Asha, you bring up a really, you know, important uh, point. All, that all black lives matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Period. Yes, and, 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 and in some sense that's kind of represented, you know, here, not fully, obviously, like there's so many, you know, other like black identities not featured in this particular bracket and just you know like cultural aspects of where we you know come from as a diaspora but i think this is still a good representation of who you know who we are and the artists that we have out there doing their thing right now zahar what do you think about this holistic ranking of these eight albums this is based off obviously like how people voted so this is user generated voting and how they rank kind of ranked yeah um well, I'm uh, pretty, you know, bummed about my girl Beyonce, but um, overall, I'm just happy that like all these artists are even so great. They're all black, and like all these albums are actually literally great. You know, they're some of them are like top, you know, Billboard, whatever. So they were all like great, you know, albums and things like that. I'm a little bit upset about Beyonce, a little bit upset about Rihanna, but you know. If it had to come down to Frank Ocean and Kendrick, those are two phenomenal artists. And um, I'm just happy that it's uh, one of our Black men is out here, like, just being amazing. Yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong, you know, 
either way you go pretty much with this particular one so i'm, I'm glad you all i know it's like <laughs> i put you all through the ringer with you know picking your favorite albums out of this bunch but you know that's just goes to show that these artists are actually contemporaries when it comes to producing you know really great work so there's that all right so we gotta go be black and excellent that's all the time we have for this episode thank you all for listening until next time bye say bye y'all <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.